in a world driven by selfies and social media, where empathy and entrepreneurs are considered contradictory. One podcast has set out to put empathy back in the boardroom by hearing from the best entrepreneurs around the world. Empathize It will hear from the leaders of the digital economy and learn how the soft skills drive their business. This is the Empathize It podcast. Started recording. Okay, awesome. Okay, so uh, I'm going to just say, first off, Brian, I am a huge fan. For many years, I've been really listening, engaging on your HTH community. Um, so I really wanted to say thank you so much for all the amazing value that you've been providing for me and many other people out there. Um, so thank you very much for giving me the time. Um, my first question is really, you know, I, from what the, the research that I've done about you and the, the history of, of like who you are, you come from like a more traditional marketing background. Um, you're also a comedian now that, you know, you're officially a comedian after what I saw the other day. Uh, so you're a comedian and everything is normal and it's not normal at the same time. Uh, um, and if anyone who wants to know what I'm talking about, you go look up Brian Kramer and see his uh, recent uh, uh, first stint at a, as, a com- as a comedian about his, uh, ch- his child being born. Um, so if you want to know. Anyway, I'll put that, I'll put that link up in the, in the uh, summary of the notes. Um, so you come from a traditional background of marketing, if, I'm, if I recall. Um, and you've literally been credited with the like instigating the movement of H to H or human to human, uh, the business movement in marketing and social. So, how did you get to these conclusions so early on? Because what the book, the Shareology, which is like you know one of my quote unquote my Bibles, you know that came out two years ago, but I'm sure it was in your mind before that because H to H came out before H to H came out before that. So how did you get that all in your mind, or how did where do you start from? Well, it's interesting because Shareology is a book I actually started before HTH was um, was was started. Oh. Um, so Shareology was supposed to be my first okay. book, and um, and HTH, <laughs> okay. HTH actually happened. Um, that it was a surprise baby. Um, oh. Talk about not being normal, and <laughs> um, and it uh, it ended up being um, a book first because of the way that people were starting to resonate from. Uh, keynotes that I was giving and uh, tweets that were happening out of those keynotes on the HDH mes- uh, method, uh, sorry, message. And, um, and so once people started to, to really share that out, I knew, you know, I needed to um, switch things up as any good marketer does. <laughs> you focus on what's in front of you. Um, right. And what's working. <laughs> what's working and, and go with it. And so, and also in improv, I guess, too. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's what I ended up doing. I ended up, uh, putting HH down, sorry, uh, shareology down for a year. Um, and then I, I, I focused on the HH, uh, message, um, shareology though, to back to your original question, how did I, uh, how did I come up with it? I was really interested in why, where, how, and when people and brands share, I just thought mm-hmm. I still am. Um, I think it's interesting why just the psychology behind it really fascinates me. Right. It, it was something that um, I wanted to put a lot of time and effort into discovering. Um, and as as you know, in the book, I covered you know a formula for for sharing um, based upon 250 interviews that I, yep. that I did, and and all kinds of things that came out of yep. that research. And so um, it really was kind of like a personal. Uh, uh, endeavor to figure out why 
why people and, and brands share and and that's that's where it came from okay um but and do you is there i mean uh, the book I, i've read the books you know cover to cover several times and you asked this question that you kind of posed this question that early on you asked this question about how business leaders today can embrace the human or you know empathic approach to their leadership style yeah and i'm, I'm sure and in the book it's clear but you and you give out the ma- the message but why do you think that leaders are, are are now willing to embrace this that you know several years prior to the book coming out or anything before that why would you think that they were hesitant then now they're saying is oh wait this is more that human side is much more relevant today um yeah that's a great question so i think i think most most of um what if you know social media really hasn't been around that long um and so i think most of us can remember back to before social media right mm-hmm. and um and before then uh, brands in marketing, like just think back to the old, the, uh, um, mad men days of right. marketing and, and the message and the brand were, they were controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that came out of, of the brand's mouth was controlled. And what you wanted your audience to hear and see was mm-hmm. for the most part, a controlled message. Um, and now that when social media came out, it changed that it, it made, it made it so that the customer actually had a voice a, a, a global voice or a, a local to global voice. And, um, and so brands had to re- relearn, um, how to be able to, um, change their communications methodology to understanding that, um, they needed to meet their customers where they were at. Um, the new customer, um, can say whatever they like, employees of your organization, what does that mean? Right. Um, they can say whatever for the most part, whatever they like, as long as they're not hurting the brand. Um, and so, so there are so many different avenues for what could happen that it's forcing a more human response from brands than the controlled message that they're used to. Um, and the ones that I believe embraced it faster and still, to this day, actually, I still think it's a big, big challenge mm-hmm. um, for brands to be able to uh, really be as human as possible. Um, I also think that of people, though, too. I don't think it's when when I say brand, um, yeah. I mean all the people in the brand. I don't mean the actual brand itself because right. we, we don't buy from brands. We buy from people right. uh, it, for the most part. Right. And yeah, that's, I think, I think that's a common, you know, misunderstanding that people today, even today, people think that, you know, there's a classic marketing statement that says people don't buy from, you know, brands, they buy from pe- people, buy from people. And I think people, for some reason today, I don't know why it is that they think that, oh, well, well they, they think that has shifted for some reason, even, especially in today, you know, and with, especially with social media, people want to crowdsource their, you know, their, their purchases, or they want to see what other people are buying and they're influenced by other people. And they're not looking, they don't necessarily have that brand affinity that they used to have when they only had a couple of choices. Yeah. 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 Uh, today's customer is fickle. Um, yeah. And, and there's, there's brand loyalty uh, still, but that brand loyalty is diminishing because there's, there's now more options um, for just about everything that we buy. And um, that's both, that's both on the business and the consumer side and, and the, the fickleness um, it, it comes down to uh, comes down to one thing, and that's experience. 
Um, if you have a bad experience, lose the customer. If you have a good experience, you keep the customer. And um, and experience is so wide. When you use the word experience, it, it, it travels from physical experience to online experience. And all of that has many, many facets of experience in both of those places um, on the phone as well. So, um, so really focusing on, um, on experience has become probably one of the most critical areas for every, every company. Yeah, it's, it's true. I was actually last week, uh, I was, I had an experience actually on Fiverr, which is just, I'm just mentioning, cause that was the one that's like most memorable to me. I was using one of their services and instead of sending me the typical receipt, I had this re- experience where they sent me this, instead of just saying is here's your receipt, which you all are very familiar with. They sent this thing saying is here's one less thing you have to worry about kind of, you know, statement. And they, they changed the message to be a little bit more, you know, you've just been more productive in your day because you got this problem, you know, this problem, you know, this thing that you need to get solved. And here, and instead of calling it a receipt, they just kind of said, here's your, you know, your, your what, I forgot what the word was that there's like, you know, proof of, oh, pr- proof of productivity kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like a, so the, the experience, even in just making a purchase or closing that loop and making sure that from the time that you close the purchase, which uh, you, you secure the purchase to the time that you actually get the, the, the product or service that you, do, you asked for that, that, you know, that experience is also important. Right. So, so, um, and why do you, I know that you work a lot now with less about, um, you probably, I'm sorry, you work a lot now with, uh, with big brands, big clients, and I'm sure you do a lot of, um, you know, um, count, uh, consulting with, you know, top tier, uh, executives about this kind of approach. Um, and I know it's mentioned in the book because I'm looking at the pages now because this is like my, uh, I love this page. Um, but what kind of, you know, what kind of tips do you offer them when they're trying to get to this mindset or shift the mindset to get them to like say, okay, we're into this or we're buying into it now as opposed to in the past? Which page is it that you're referring to just so that I can lock in on the message or um... uh, page 38? Um, <laughs> literally, uh, it's like, you know, the five components of emotional intelligence at work. Oh, OK, OK. Emotional. So as I said, your, your question that you ask here is how can business leaders uh, embrace a human approach? Yeah. And then you kind of say, here's the components of. And um, yeah, so I, I've literally like, you know, marked it up like all the way through. But so <laughs> my question is, like, when you when you obviously what I'm not asking when you go to the. Uh, uh, when you go to the executives and they're saying, "Okay, Brian, I, I've 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 drank your Kool Aid. I got it. I'm 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 game." Uh, starting them out and getting to the getting to that point where I'm sure that every person when you get in the room is I'm sure they're human and they're you know willing to listen. But sometimes it's, it takes some time for them to to embrace it. So how do you get them to that you know point where they're like, "Okay, now here let's take some steps to moving the organization and yourself forward towards that you know being into that human mindset and understanding that." Right. Um, well, so there's two, there's kind of two questions out of that. One is how do you move them to be, um, to be more human? Um, the second part is how do you build, um, build an organization or, or a department depending upon who you are that, um, that can then utilize that and how do you utilize it? Um, so let's start with the first one. The first one is, um, is how to be more human. And, um, and first and foremost, I think people need to give themselves permission to be more human. I know that sounds really logical and simple, but, um, but that's not, um, that's not happening. Um, not, not at, 
not at companies, especially um, not all companies, but but a lot of them, where um, where there's no there's no um, there's no guidelines for for people to be able to um, stretch their humanness. And I just made that up, but, um, <laughs> well, you made, you made H to H so you can make up, you, you know, you made H to H. Humanist could be a, a now new word. I think that's going to be, that's going to be put into your new, uh, the next, uh, comedy skit. Humanist. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think, um, first and foremost, executives at companies need to give themselves to be more human. Um, I don't see as many executives as I would hope would uh, would be um, more human online in social. Uh, I think it's because um, there's a lot of pressure to um, to to uphold a brand and the voice, and they don't want to mess that up, especially when everything is so um, pre-planned. Um, again, it's so pre-planned that you know it makes it hard for you to separate the human from the brand. Um, and so bringing those two things together is, is, is important, but allowing, allowing and, and giving people permission to do things that are of themselves within uh, boundaries. Um, and, and that's really what this is all about, creating those boundaries, um, clear boundaries on what it means to be human within our organization. So that's first. Um, and uh, and and I think that more uh, more people would would probably stay at companies if they were allowed to do that um, and and had those boundaries created for them. Um, uh, two, actually, within that, I'll I'll do a one B. Um, show them, give them give them a way to do that. Um, don't just say here are the boundaries go. Um, model it. Be the model for your organization. Give them a a, a taste. Um, um, go do that. Uh, um, you know, how many executives have their own personal blogs and tweet on their own content that they're interested in? Um, that, that's a good model for a business to really um, create, create more of a human feel. Um, you know, we want to know more about the people within the organization, not just the brand itself. Um, and if that needs to be modeled on within the brand blog or off it, um, either way is fine. I just think helping people to create create a space for themselves to let others learn about the people inside the organization is the way to go. Um, and then to uh, the second piece, which is cir- circling back to um, creating um, creating a way for um, see, I just lost my train of thought because number one was I felt like it was so. So passionately good. Oh, right, right. Oh, no, it was great. No, part one was amazing because you were talking about giving per- themselves permission being to be yeah. more human and being an example. Um, but I, I think question two was not only um, what does it take for an, uh, a, an executive to be to get onto the get on board, but now is the question is what would you then you know after doing that what would you then say to them is in terms of guiding them towards uh, towards the next step. You know, how would you get them towards the next step step of not only being an example, but moving towards the you know the next stage of the um, of of being uh, you know empathic as as an exa- as, um, okay. as an executive? I think so. So this goes. Thank you, thank you for that. But this goes beyond um, outward communication. 
this this actually goes comes down to the internal communication, and it really comes down to leadership. Um, I I think that I think one of the biggest things missing from um, from creating a, a human organization at the root base is trust. Um, trust, tr- the amount of trust that you put in and build those uh, those right um, boundaries and the and the right communication um, will equal the amount of humanness you're about to put out to the world. Um, and if you're not creating trust within your organization, if you're not creating the right levels of communication for people to be able to say what they feel um, on a project or personally, um, as people are building relationships with each other in creating these human organizations that are going to build products and services that are going to be put out into the world, um, that inside um, path, that communication that people are putting together, um, the behaviors that they're they're building based upon, you know, what executives are doing by um, by example, which is not creating in some cases those levels of trust and not creating openness and not creating. Um, a place for them to be able to, um, you know, uh, talk openly, and um, and and in doing that, it's actually having the adverse effect externally. Um, so so it's interesting because most people would say, well, uh, let's create you know a platform where we're going to feed everyone the right tweets and the right Facebook posts and the right things to say, and here's all the content you can use. Go. Um, it. It, to me, that's a great way to start, but it's not the answer. The answer is to help people actually speak from, from their heart and do it in the, the most amount of trust possible within boundaries that you have trained them on. Right. Because otherwise, you're just basically giving them, you know, you're just feeding, to, feeding it to them with a, you know, in a silver spoon and they're not really giving that, you're not giving them their chance to be, have their own voice. Exactly. Have their own ability. Right. Okay, so that's um, that kind of answered our questions of the, the you know the three party question or two and a half party question. Um, when you were, I, I'm I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if it's like a, a fair question, but maybe besides, I mean, are there any brands that you say now you're like, wow, these guys really get it in terms of being human? Besides your own, because I've actually do read your blog re- religiously, so I do know that it's uh you know it's uh it's there. But besides your own or companies that you might, obviously you can include companies that you work with or, or, um, or have worked for, are there companies that you say like, wow, these companies really, they get it. Um, these are the ones that are really showing a sense of trust, a sense of emotion. You know, they're, they're emotionally intelligent or human, more correctly, at the core. Um, well, I work with one company in particular. Their name is uh, Lately. Sure. I, I, I know them. I've heard them from you. Actually, I, I got your reference from you. Um, so I don't I use them yet. I know them well. They, uh, oh, good. Um, they, they're a, um, a company that I would say um, that, that knows how to be human. Um, Kate, their CEO, puts out a daily video of, what, mm-hmm. of her life as an entrepreneur. Um, and she walks through the, both the ups and the downs. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the content is very much personal in nature and the ecosystem of the company is very much, um, that way too. So what, what it's, what, what they're actually putting out in content is real inside. 
Um, and I, I think that's the perfect balance of what I was talking about before of um, the amount of trust that you have inside of an organization tends to spill out externally and you start to fall in love with the people, yeah. um, not yeah. just the product. You want them to yeah. love the product, obviously, but, um, but you also want to put your, because no product is perfect, right? And so you're trying to build trust that this product is going to grow with you and we're going we're gonna to move toward something that we can all, all use together. Um, and, and, and am I willing to put my money with you versus everything else out there to make, um, to make that investment both in what I need now, but also where we're, where you're heading. So, so I think, I think they do that. Um, I have experienced that with various brands. I've had that with, um, Adobe where I put out a tweet to, you know, a question and, um, and employees from Adobe actually answer me uh, rather than just the global handle. And they, mm-hmm. they help with customer support. So obviously Adobe has given employees the availability to just respond and help people, which is incredible. And it's not just customer support people, like they're engineers and like, right. you know, people throughout the company, not just the person on that one product. Um, I've had that happen where uh, I've had it happen in uh, with Delta um, where I just, I, I couldn't, um, I, I, my flight was needed to be moved because I knew I was going to land and I was, I was going to miss my next flight. And I, I had internet on the flight before and I sent a direct message to them and they corrected it over, over DM, um, on Twitter. And the guy just like said, said, Hey, no problem. Um, I just moved your flight up to the next one. You'll be fine. And I'm like, that's awesome. My God. Um, so there, there are there are many examples of of ways that it affects the customer, um, but uh, you know most brands that we look at, we look at them in terms of who the evangelist is. Right. Um, so if I were to throw Apple, you might say either Steve Jobs or Tim Cook. If I were to say Amazon, you might say Jeff Bezos. If I said Tesla, you'd say. Right. Elon Musk. <laughs> um, and so, so, despite so, the trouble, despite the trouble, he's a little bit of trouble he's in right now. Yeah, trouble or not, you, you, um, right, you absolutely, the organization by the, um, by the, 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 the human brand that they've created around him or he's created around him. And, right. um, and the same thing for the other organizations. Um, wh- what I'm talking about is creating human human brand around every, everyone that works for you or, or most everyone that, that is comfortable with, with being out there, um, doing that. Not everybody's comfortable with that. And so the more that people want to, um, be themselves out of the organization and you want to give them a, a way to express, um, their love and passion for the company they're working for, um, and help others uh, around products and services that they just already know about. Um, you'd be you'd be utilizing almost you know an entire workforce to do something that's underutilized. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know that we're closing on on the time that we we scheduled, so I don't want to take your time because it's super valuable, and I appreciate every minute of it. Um, so I wanted to ask a question more of like what's uh, you know what's Brian besides being a comedian, looking on to go being a com- comedian. Um, what's going, what's, what is Brian Kramer looking for, looking forward to, or projects that he's working on in the next couple of, uh, you know, six months to a year that we can, that I can, uh, buy another book, another book that I should be like reading as a Bible or something else, big plans. 
Yeah. Um, thanks, man. I appreciate you asking. I, I, uh, half of that answer is I don't know. Um, the other <laughs> half answer is I, I did just, um, it's been, it's been a couple years since I've written a book and, um, and I, and I purposely held off because I didn't want my next book to be forced. I wanted it. I want to feel like really passionate about it and like, it's going to help both me and, and, um, and everyone out there that feels like this, this, uh, this book helps. And so, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not, um, I can't say just yet what, um, what exactly okay. the book is, but, um, but this is the first time I'm publicly announcing that, um, that okay. I, Why? I, I just started a, a book. So, um, that well, is, I know, I, know, I know your wife just came out with the book not too long ago. So between the two of you, you guys are like, uh, you're the publisher's dream. <laughs> she's excited she's excited yeah 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 that's that was awesome good. that's good um but yeah we're we're working on that i have um i have another project that i'm working on that is um around intimacy uh and and relationships for men um wow. creating great topic where men topic. actually get together and have deeper conversations um mm-hmm. And this is this is around um, ha- being better, better men in the world, and mm-hmm. being and and having better relationships. Uh, right now, the stigma is we go to a football game, we go to the sports uh, uh, conversations, we go to uh, high level, um, you know, conversations that aren't as intimate as as what we may, might perceive women to have. And, um, and, and I think that's because maybe we don't, um, we don't have these gathering spots for us to, to go to, um, you know, not that we have to go have pedicures and manicures, we could, um, but, uh, but there, there's a, I think, I think something missing from, um, from that. And so that's a, that's a, that's actually a personal project of mine that I'm working on. Um, It's a great project. It's a great project. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a global, it's a global problem. And it's probably, you know, timing I'm sure is n- nothing better than, than, than that, what, what's going on. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, it's always been a stigma both for men and for women, but respectively in whatever, however you want to look at it. But that's a great project to have in terms of trying to help men feel more comfortable with themselves internally, uh, emotionally, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. and for the same reason, have, have women feel more comfortable with the, the person, you know, if, men that they're with and the, and the male figure that they're with so that they can feel more com- that they're listening at, that they're tapping into something greater than just, like you said, sports and that high level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And giving them a place to, to hang out. That's not around, uh, you know, um, and, it, and you're going to actually have a, a physical place. I mean, I'm sure you don't have the whole plan out completely, but it's like a physical place as well as more of like the conversation. Yeah, we're going to start off small and um, and we're going to record it so that everyone can have a chance to have insight into the conversation. And then um, and then we're going to um, hopefully uh, hopefully build up, build on it and 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 allow people to do these things um, everywhere. That's yeah. a great model. That's yeah, a great model. Yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, that's another one. And then and then finally, the last piece is. Um, is I'm, I'm doing executive coaching. Um, so I'm doing, uh, I'm actually venturing a little bit outside of just, um, marketing work and doing, um, mm-hmm. coaching work with executives and marketers and individuals, solopreneurs, business people that want to grow and expand their, their life. So I'm taking everything I've, I've learned and I'm really passionate about helping them grow. So that's the last, last thing I'm going to be working on. 
Okay, well, those are three huge, very lofty goals, but very, very realistic for someone as experienced as yourself. Um, so I'm going to, since we're four minutes over time and I don't want to take too much of your time, I'm just going to say thank you very much. Um, and I wanted to really tell you that from, from literally, this was like, like uh, I, you were on my top 10 list when I wrote down the list of people I wanted to reach. And, uh, you know, within a minute or two minutes of the time that I posted my uh, post on Facebook, you responded and I was just like, this, if this happens, it would be like a huge score and it happened so quickly. So thank you. Um, really, really honored. Um, and I, I look forward to, you know, hearing about all these projects and uh, seeing what else comes out from, uh, from Brian Kramer. Thank you, Mordecai. You know, you and I have been going back and forth on social media for I can't yeah. tell you how long. And um, uh, regardless of uh, the podcast, it is a true pleasure to get on this podcast. Um, you know, I know it's audio, but I can see your face and to have <laughs> that, uh, that relationship and and to build on it and to one day shake your hand and give you a hug. And Thank the person you. is going to be one of the well, best. I hope, I, hope the, I hope the day comes that you come to Israel before I come to see you out in California. But if it doesn't, you, you know, I'll, I'll still be happy to give you a huge hug. Either way, either way. All right. All, All right. right. Well, thank you so much, Brian, and take care. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing what's going, what, what comes next. Thank you as well. I look forward to take seeing care. you too. Cheers. Awesome. All the best. Bye-bye. Be sure to sign up for the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember, the next time you're doing business in the digital economy, make sure to empathize it.